Gauri Vaishnava, Guru Parampara Ki Jai, Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Ki Jai, Gauri Premanande. So, good evening, everyone. Excuse me. So we're going to continue our discussion of the 18th chapter of the 10th canto, which is uh, about the slaying of Perlambasur, which would be next class if, if, we, if, if we have one or if um, we proceed that far, we may... We'll see. We do that or questions and answers. I'm not sure, but it would be nice. Um, anyway, we're in the middle of the chapter. And this is at the end of the chapter, and and it's describing the environment um, of Krishna's adolescent uh, Sakyaras Leelas, as we know. Now, um, what I'm going to do tonight is what I have been doing, but um, it, uh, it's uh, worth explaining. Um which I haven't yet, <laughs> and that is uh, what I'm uh, reading from are uh, some renderings of some verses of the Bhagavatam, as we've heard. I think we did three of them today, and um, prior to that, on the, in, in the first day, we, we went over one, I think, one or two, I forget, three, I think, no, I can't remember, oh, one, we did one, right from the 15th chapter, and, uh, and so... Um, this is from an, a book that I'm writing, um, which is based on a book that I wrote. That is based on uh, a book <laughs> that uh, was written a long time ago called the Srimad Bhagavatam. So uh, what I mean by that is there's a section of a book that I wrote called Sakya, that's a circle of friends, right? That's in the process of being published. And um, part of it deals with the Prakat Leela. Hmm. Books divided into, into four sections, actually. Um, the two upper halves of the circumference of a circle. Hmm. First being the beginning, which deals with the tattva, hmm. philosophical and theological uh, underpinnings of the feelings of Sakirasa. You know, what is Sakirasa, for example? A little bit of what its history has been in Gaudiya Sampradaya and so on and so forth, its nature. So as the, the idea here is, of course, that the, the um, tattva hmm, being compared to the circumference hmm, means that that which is outside of the tattva, it, it may be friendly, it may be whatever, thought of in one way or another, but it's not, it's not the fraternal love that we're talking about that falls within the parameters, hmm? understand, hmm? of the circle. So the circumference divides hmm? any other kind of um, idea of friendly love hmm? from that which is the, the, the circle is centered on. And consists of, right? And um, 
and there are different types of uh, fraternal love in India. I, I go through that a little bit in the, in the text, in the circumference, the upper part. Um, but I mentioned the upper part because there's a lower half too. And that comes at the end of the book, which is some tattva that reflects back on some of the things that have been said or elaborates on some of the things that have been said earlier. Um, in a modern book, it would be called uh, an appendix. Several, several chapters there. I'm just giving you an overview. It's interesting. And um, so using the same uh, metaphor, if you will, of, an, of, a, of a circle, given the book's title, Circle of Friends, we move from a radius to, or excuse me, from a, from a circumference into the radius. The radius is that space that lies between the center and the circumference. And in that section of the book, we enter into the Prakat Leela, as it's described in the Bhagavatam, right? Um, we go, we the, in terms of uh, the uh, Sakiras center, as I refer to it, of the Bhagavatam. It's a retelling of that um, uh, material um, uh, with some originality, um, which we would hope we'd, we'd find there um, as well. Um, and and from there, we enter into the center, which is the apricot lila. And we've been reading about that in, in the morning, right? So that's the book I wrote. Now, this is the book I'm writing that, that I have been reading from. And that is, um, uh, uh, I'm retelling hmm, the apricot lila section in a very short kind of uh, and poetic way without going in it into a, a lot of prose and explanation and elaborating and so forth in a more, a little more cryptic. Hmm? So I have my own renderings of certain verses in the Bhagavatam, hmm? which, which will be in the book. And then I have my own verses as well. These are the original verses that, that bring it all you know, together. Anyway, it's a work in progress, <laughs> but uh, I started this a, a little while ago, not so long ago, and um, that's what we've been reading from in, in these sessions, my renderings of particular verses of the Bhagavatam. You follow? Um, so it's kind of a shorthand uh, version of the upper, of the Prakat Leela. It's kind of a pocket, you know, edition that you can keep with you and <clears throat> reflect uh, through it on these... Um, these uh, wonderful um, and playful life of Ram and Krishna. <clears throat> um, so we begin tonight with an original verse um, and a couple of them, which then will be followed by another rendering of uh, three or four uh, verses from the, from the text itself, which will... Uh, be followed by a couple of um, original verses and a reference to another Purana. That's basically where we'll hopefully end up tonight. Uh, the last part of this particular section of the book would be then the story of Perlambasura, which it flows into. Are you with me? Okay. I thought was worth explaining. So today's verse, and again, this is not a verse of the Bhagavatam, but it is 
a verse of the Bhagavatam too, in another sense. It's uh, what's being said there, um, what's being uh, drawn out from it. So what we, where we left off, of course, was that, um, just to review quickly, first we heard that Krishna was returning after the slaying of Dhanakasur, and chronologically speaking, after the Kaliyalila had also, also passed by, we heard him turn into the town, and of course he's turning into an adolescent at the same time, and he sees the gopis, and poor Virag is there, and so forth, right? And then we come to the 18th chapter, and which we started with, I think, this must have been this morning, I guess. And, and again, Krishna's returning. So, so this is a, a recurring returning is, uh, throughout the, the, the Bhagavatam. Uh, but, um, <clears throat> excuse me, um, this time he's returning, it's the summer. Hmm? So we heard about that. And I mentioned to you this morning that, interestingly, after a verse about, or two about, uh, or three about returning, hmm, that includes, that, uh, that, that, end, that ends with the third verse, some insight about the nature of the seasons, the magical uh, nature of the seasons in Braj. Hmm? Yeah, just a few, just th- three verses. Uh, well, we, one, we introduced that there's three that describe some of the wonders um, and again, I mentioned this is very important, I think, or interesting, that just from something like this, a uh, couple of verses, a whole chapters uh, written by, for example, um, Krishnas Kabiraj and Guvanda Lilamrit about the different seasons and, uh, and the wonders of them. Hmm? It's, it's, it's typical there. And, well, on a typical Sunday, he, for example, he depicts uh, Subal and Madhu Mangal taking Radha and Krishna on a tour at midday, part of the midday past, I'm through the different seasons and speaking of their virtues and so on and so forth. So they're, they're happening all at once. You understand? You can go tour the seasons. You go into this room and it's summer and then this room and it's winter and so forth. And winter can turn into summer if, it's, if it serves the Leela's um, necessity at the moment. Um, it's magical. Uh, and behind us, of course, is, is, the, is the magical figure, Rinda Devi, who was introduced, uh, I think, uh, in our discussion this morning, right? Mm-hmm. Helper of Krishna. Mm-hmm. Forest nymph. Mm-hmm. A gopi who, who, by all accounts, it would appear, other than Rupa Goswami's uh, Radha Krishna Gonadesh Deepika, lives in the forest. He says a little something else about it, but but it's never played out anywhere in any legal that she has a parent somewhere, and, and, and other than just being a uh, a magical um, nymph of the forest who appears from time to time as is required for the leela, and behind all the workings of all the, the animals, the flora and the fauna um, of all the different forests, all the seasons, and so on and so forth. Um, you know, an example is there in such a forest, you will find a tree, hmm? let's say a mango tree. Hmm? And on the one branch of the tree, you'll find leaves. You'll find, let's say, a, a, a branch coming out like this. So often one branch will come with leaves. One will come with blossoms, flowers. Hmm? One will come with... Uh, unripened fruit, and we'll come with ripe fruit, <laughs> all in the same branch, in the same tree, 
all at the same time. Hmm? As soon as the grass is eaten by the cows, it grows again. So this is a, a very magical place. And really, to be honest with you, the world is a magical place that we live in, but we don't know it. Hmm? We, was taught, we were talking earlier, Yamanuja and I, uh, about uh, poetry hmm? and uh, how uh, poetry, I often say that poetry is the best language to discuss these things because um, in poetry, I often say, well, for example, the moon can have wings and fly across the sky. It can, in poetry, you can, through poetry, we expand the natural world hmm, to, so that it's a better fit for us hmm, who are not unnatural, well, uh, natural, we're supernatural. hmm? People ask, have you ever, you know, have you ever, they don't believe in God, but that's okay, but, um, do they believe in consciousness? Well, that's kind of a stupid question. <laughs> but then this question is, well, how do you, will you define it? So we define it in a particular way that um, makes it supernatural, that it transcends the limits of time and space and so forth. So we are a unit of that um, stuff. And um, we don't fit within the constraints of what, what we picture as the, as the physical um, world. Um, and so when we describe, we, we're trying to fit, we're trying to always make the world bigger, more accommodating, more loving than it, than it appears to be, because that would be a better fit for us, right? Uh, but it's, it's, uh, it, it's, it's, it's kind of, there's the objective world and there's the subjective world, right? But we only have a subjective experience of what is the objective world. I've, I've mentioned that. And that's an interesting point. But the poetry, I and mean, when we speak about the world with poetry, we, we're really trying to make it bigger so that it, it, it's a fit for us. Hmm? Right? Um, and when we were talking about poetry and how someone may, let's say, write a poem or write a song. Hmm? And... Um, they have a meaning for the song. Now the question comes, did the man write the song? Hmm? Or did the song write her? Did the song use her to express itself hmm? and leave with the quote-unquote songwriter a certain meaning, which is only one of the many, many, many meanings that can be drawn from those words hmm? forever and ever and ever and ever. So it's an interesting way to start to think about the world hmm, that makes it less physical and more hmm, like what we're like, if you will. There are physical laws that we could point to and so forth or that we observe, but that's only like a very flat way of talking about what's what the, what the world is. So, so much for poetry. It's, it's, a, it's an appropriate language to, to try to talk about um, God, to talk about the soul, to talk about anything. It's a meta language, right? It's, it's not a lesser language. It's, it's a meta language. So I don't know how we got there, but... Um, yeah, so it's a magical... Uh, place, Vrindavan. Hmm? And um, 
And so we turn to, um, so we heard some descriptions of the forest there of the, of the seasons. And so tonight's verse, uh, we begin. As I said, that uh, last discussion ended with the fact, and I gave you a hint to where we're going, that while it was about entering into Brudge and the magical nature of Brudge and the forests and, and, and so on and so forth, uh, how it's just there to facilitate the play of Krishna. Hmm? Um, and he's leading them in the, for at the forest and the forest leading Krishna and back and forth. Uh, again, again, I mean, it's a magical just to go explore anywhere, right? That you haven't been before. Hmm? Well, to speak of the Vrindavan, the Brudge forests, as we're, as we're talking about them. Hmm? The coward boys, they go into these forests and they get in there and they make a bow every single day. They look at one another and make a vow. We're never going home. Hmm? And every day they go home. <laughs> and then every day they make the same. We're never going. We never return from here. And this is where it's all happening, whether it's Takiras or Maduriras. It's all in the forests, right? Hmm? Magical forests of Brudge. But having described the magical forest of Brudge and how the summer term, the seasons, how the summer turns into, into like, like spring-like and so forth, suddenly the Bhagavatam's next verse is about Krishna and the cowboys entering into the forest. They just came out and they're just going right back in. So in one sense, the purpose of this is to emphasize that how sportful is the nature of the summer season, which is uh, the season under discussion. Hmm? Hmm. It, 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 you come in, you return to the festival, and they come in. There's a festival, they're heading back out again immediately. So, to that we go. But in a blink of an eye, in the blink of an eye, the brothers returned to the forest as their friends woke from their night's dreams in a realm. I'm going to have to forgive me for this when I repeat myself, where the dreams one dares to dream really do come true. Dreams of joking and frolicking. From one bond, one forest, to another, rolling acrobatically on the forest floor in sportive games of their own imagination, dancing, singing, and performing for the pleasure of Braj's Nataraj. This was their only thought. Kotalani chutachute bhani kai lutoputi, which to which the Sudha. Sutta Sadaka, without hesitation, fearlessly adds in ecstasy, Seydin Kobe Hobe Mohar. Seydin Kobe Hobe Mohar. So these are um, obvious um, references to uh, uh, one very prominent Saka who's shared his heart's ambition with us and the vision of what uh, this uh, forest um, play is like. Uh, and to him we defer, O Mishnapad, Shri Bhaktivedanta, Swami Prabhupada, who liked to um, include his uh, God, uh, well, how do you say, uh, father-given, family-given name, uh, A.C., Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, Abhay Charan, at whose feet, Krishna, one becomes fearless. And he was very fearless. Um, 
which I also uh, liken the fearlessness, um, if you will, to the very spirit of the coward boys. That will come up in this discussion. Hmm? As it, it corresponds largely, you could say, with the uh, tatastalakshan or a marginal characteristic of pranai that is so central to, um, to Sakirasa. Lack of hesitation, no, no, no fear of God, we could say that, that for sure. <laughs> no fear of God in their hearts, in his heart. <clears throat> so uh, uh, it's taken from proper prayer on, on the, on the Jaladutta, where which is a very beautiful uh, prayer, prayer to, uh, uh, what does he say? To, um, I, is that what he says? Is that, yeah, is that the title he gives? Uh -huh, yeah, he has another one too. But anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, um, the first half of Prabhupada's verses, of course there's a refrain that's very telling. You, you know this, about it, I'm sure he he uh, prays that um, to Krishna, my dear friend, Krishna tava punya hobe bhai. What does he say? Uh, hmm? No, Krishna tava punya hobe bhai 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 bhai. Uh, e punya kuribe chobe radha rani kushi hobe. So he says that, um, uh, my dear friend, by Krishna, it's, it's a sure thing. It's, uh, there's no doubt about it. It's fixed for eternity, like the pole star that said to sort of stay in one place while others orbit around it. Hmm? That uh, if, if Radharani is pleased with you, well, then your life will be successful. Hmm? Something like that. Hmm? Well, that's a very uh, bold statement to make, and it's something that would certainly get Krishna's ear. Well, what is that? I mean, well, you, you know that about me. <laughs> and uh, and having gotten Krishna's attention, of course, he says, my guru, who is the um, Sishadanta Saraswati, hmm? Priyati, hmm? Yeah, my, my guru, um, uh, who is internally, he doesn't say this, but internally the, the position of of Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur is, as he himself told, Nayana Mani Manjari. He is a handmaiden of Radha. So, because my guru is a handmaiden of Radha, who's one with Radha in desire, therefore she has asked me to do something, and if you please her, that'll be pleasing Radha, and then your life will become successful. So, this is a very extraordinary um, address to uh, his friend. Not written to be published uh, for public consumption, but we are our business is to make it public consumption to, to celebrate such a such an insight that's shared from the, the depths of the heart of of uh, of um, our guru. Hmm? And uh, of course, he goes on and and then explains to Krishna what that uh, request of Bhakti Sananda Saraswati Thakur is and in the context of doing that he very much expresses the mood of a sharanagata this is central to as i was mentioning earlier today to um 
some of the devotees to sadhana bhakti. Sadhana bhakti is about sharanagati, shraddha and sharanagati. Hmm? Bhava bhakti, by contrast, is about longing. Hmm? That's why Sananda Sarasri Thakur used to say, first deserve, then desire. That was his idea. Now you have to have a little desire in the beginning, and you probably wouldn't say the same thing, of course. Hmm? Hmm? Um, but it's, it, it would be un, unbecoming hmm, to long for something by voice hmm, without having um, corresponding action in place. Hmm? I've given an example. If you want to go to India and you pester me, and, and, I, and I'm going to say to you, well, have you got a ticket? You know, Do you have any money? <laughs> Do you have a passport? Yeah, well, I just want to go to India. You know, it's, it's not, let's talk about get a, get a job. Hmm? No, I want to go to India. I know, I know. We'll get a job, get some money, then you can get a ticket, get a get a visa, get a do all these things. Then you can go to India. You can't go to India just 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 thinking about it. You won't get dysentery by that. You have to go there. I guess that was my experience over the years. I haven't gone in a while, but um, among other things, obviously, Bharat Kijai. Hmm? such a special place <clears throat> yeah. so um, so Prabhupada's prayer yeah. so Prabhupada uh, the second half of his prayer then after this, this Sharanagati then he starts to long hmm? and he, his Sharanagati is how he's expressing himself taking an order of bhakti sadant on his head that's his life and soul at the age of 70 hmm, to cross the ocean hmm, when you know you, you don't know what's going on on the other side you hear different things you read the tracks from the christian missionaries that you find in the tea houses that tells you this is what's going on over there <laughs> and, and there was no internet no television hmm. There was radio, but they weren't transistor. I mean, you don't even know what a transistor radio is, probably. That was coming around in my time. Um, there were no radios that everybody had, a pocket radio or anything like that. So, and he's, you know, Bengali, yeah, Sadhu, living in Vrindavan. Uh, the, the newspapers of India are all full of, what do we do now? You know, the new nation, the new nation, right? Um so to, uh, to drop out of all of that and try to go to uh, the United States and on a cargo boat, so it's just, this is an extraordinary story. I mean, you can't really, um, you can't say enough about it, that this is it's a chapter in the Gaudi Vaishnavism that, um, that is um, uh, unparalleled. There are others that are unparalleled in their own ways, but this is, this is certainly one of them. Then we are all, you know, coming in the wake of that. We are the uh, tender fruits of that, hmm? fruits and flowers of that. So in that second half, he longs to, to as if to say, here's my Sharanagati. I'm dedicating myself in Guru Seva to this, uh, what he expected of me, which Prabhupada really exaggerates. <laughs> he says, my Guru Maharaj ordered me, you know, to, to write books and, uh, and uh, preach and, and 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 in and, uh, English and so forth, and when, when it really had happened, he had written to Prabhupada Bhakti Siddhanta, 
and said, Guru Maharaj, I'm living as a household, I don't have any service. If you could give me any service, I would be honored. And, and Sarasri Thakur said, it would be good if you, uh, if you could, what did you say, uh, write books in English or something like that, I think. Uh, kind of like he made a suggestion. And Prabhupada took it like, this is an order from my guru. He ordered me, this is, a, this is in one order. I make this the center of my whole practice. And uh, then my perfection will come from that. And that's what he did. He was very focused on that. And, um, and so he deserved <laughs> to have his desire then, his longing that is expressed in the second half of the poem to, to enter into Brajlila with Krishna and sport in the forest with him, herd cows all throughout the day. Kotavani, from Bandavan, from forest to Kotavani, Chuta Chute, Banikai Lutputi, like falling on the ground, somersaults acrobatically, joking, frolicking, rambling here, through everywhere, through all the groves and and hills and forests and uh, across the rivers and and so forth so throughout the day. He he, he makes he, this is his petition, and he says, "Say din ko When will that day be mine? Tomara milani by abar se shukapai gocharani guri din bhor kotavani chutu chuti vanekai lutuputi. So this is how the cowards themselves are thinking. This is their dream all night long. When we're going back into the go from forest to forest and perform all these um, playful, sportive uh, pastimes with Krishna, and then what we've said here in this verse tonight is that, and the the pure sadaka who has ruchi, ruchi means shudha, na danam na janam na sundarim kavitam ba. This is a higher end of sadhana bhakti, ruchi and then asakti. In Ruchi, then uh, one has no desire for anything but bhakti. Mm -hmm. At that point, within the context of sadhana, some longing will start. Hmm? I mean, longing can be there early. I would like to go there, yeah, but, you know, who am I? We may think, we may hesitate. Now the hesitations are fading. And without hesitation, such a sudhasaka, sadhaka, will say, as Prabhupada did, say Dean Kobe Hogamore. When will that day be mine? This is what I'm about. This is this is my ideal. And that given the background to that, as I say, oh, that's very beautiful. That's very becoming. It's not unbecoming or inappropriate, out of place. Who are you to think like that and so forth? Of course we should think like that in the that's what I want. I mean, I know I'm not qualified, I want that, but but now let me get busy with the, what may be best to help what's suitable and appropriate for me to do now that I may attain that. I should think Krishna, if it, for example, with regard to Sakiras, Krishna is offering himself, God in the form of Krishna is offering himself as a friend in, a, in every sense that the word fr that friend, friend, fraternal love means in this world. We completely, even in an extended or exaggerated sense, I mean, it's hard to find friends as fast. They call them fast friends in English. 
as Krishna and his friends. It's said by others that if, when you leave this world, if you can have as many friends as you can have on one fingers on one hand, you're doing good. It's hard to come by, even in this world. Who's your friend? You don't always know, right? But Krishna, <laughs> you can know. If you, if you say, I want, I've heard this, this opportunity has come to me. Why? I cannot say. Hmm? But I don't need a reason why. Hmm? But I shouldn't question whether the opportunity is coming to me or not. It is coming to me. I see it hmm? in, in Prabhupada, for example. Hmm? So uh, I have connection with him. So opportunity has come to me. Hmm? So no reason to, to question it. Hmm? So yeah, I will, well, I will think like this. I will think Krishna is my friend. And then in a simple way, I will proceed in my life like that. And gradually, then all that means I'll learn about, and I'll grow and practice and so forth and enter into a friendship that's, that's uh, fast and everlasting. So, and, uh, you know, I mean, this, well, we're talking about Sakurasa. And this applies to other rasas uh, as well. So to continue. Right? So the, these the siddhas, Krishna's friends, this is how they're thinking. And Prabhupada is expressing the same. But as a sadhaka, now, stepping outside, away from the the the, the, the uh, uh, Ragatmikas themselves, when we add Sayadin Kobehobemor, when can that day be mine? When can I that that day that never ends? Right? A life uh, in the day of Krishna. That's the Aprakat Leela. It just goes on and on and on, day after day after day. It's a law. Yeah. It's it's 24-hour service. This is the extraordinary feature of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. And you know, Sakas are also involved in that, even by sleeping in their dreams about Krishna. So, to continue, next verse, it's an original also. Friends know no boundaries that separate themselves from one another. Thus, as Sakas performed for Ram and Krishna, the two brothers joined in and performed for their friends in, in the arts of dancing in the previous verse, he, Krishna was referred to as Brajas Natavar. Hmm? So they were um, ac ro rolling acrobatically on the forest floor, performing for the pleasure of Krishna's Natavar, best of dancers. Krishna's the best acrobat, the be excuse me, the best actor, hmm? uh, best dancer, Krishna. Um, singing, dancing, composing songs for the, their own imagination and so forth. This is what they're doing, right? Krishna's the Natabar is referred to in this verse. Um, but of course, as we know, well, you know, that's his friends will pull him aside and say, yeah, well, remember, you're the Natabar, you're the best dancer, but, it, nobody, but we know that you're the best student in the dancing school of Radha's Prem. And he will like to remember that and stay humble. <laughs> uh, so their friends, you know, keep you honest and uh, bring you back down to the ground, so to speak. 
<laughs> so this is their role. And, um, and so for friends, here the point is, uh, friends know no boundaries, right? That separate themselves from one another. Therefore, thus as sadhakas performed for Ram and Krishna, the two brothers jumped up, joined in, and they began to perform hmm, for the pleasure of their friends. Hmm? Praising their pal's performance. Sadhu, sadhu, the Bhagavatam says. Sadhu, sadhu, it means well done, well done, very good, very good, wow. And, uh, and the, the Bhagavatam verse that this is drawn from, it's, it's not a translation, it's, it's an original verse of my own, but it's, it's based on the Bhagavatam. There's a Bhagavatam verse where uh, Sukadev here in, in this chapter, he describes this. And um, he's in the context of doing so, he says, Oh, Raj. Well, not the way, you know, what to make of that. Oh, Raj. It means I'm telling you something that's happening with these coward boys, and I'm, I, I grab out and you say, Oh, my Raj. <laughs> Save an idiot. Listen, <laughs> this, listen to what's happening, what, 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 what I'm in, in, envisioning. I'm, I'm just taken by it. You know? So he expresses, a, wow, amazing himself. He's kind of joining, and they're saying, the coward boys are saying, Sadhu, Sadhu, nice going, Krishna. Wow, that's pretty good, Balaram. And he's going, wow. <laughs> the, the whole thing is, wow, it's amazing, extraordinary. Super, uh, super Aishwarya, as we were mentioning earlier today. He's amazed. This is one of the number of instances within the Sakura Center that Sukadev really really gets taken by these um, the exploits of Krishna and his friends. So friends know no boundaries from one another. Sakas performed for Ram and Krishna, and similarly the two brothers joined and performed for their friends, praising their pal's performance. Sadhu, sadhu, and seeing this. In his mind's eye, well, here it comes, the sage Sukha in Sadaka Deha exclaimed to the Raj, just see their pranai. Krishna Sebe, Krishna Kore, Apono Sevan. Did I pronounce it good enough for you? Krishna Sebe, Krishna Kore, Apono Sevan. So, in his mind's eye, we just talked about it, the meditative eyes, Sukadeva is seeing all of this, and um, he exclaims to the Raj, and I put it in his terms, just see the Pranai. Pranai is very central to Sakuras. We just mentioned it a little bit um, earlier, right? Um, and it has its marginal characteristics and it has its uh, uh, principal characteristics, Tastalakshan, Suruplakshan. And its Tastalakshan is this, what's being described here, that there's no boundaries between friends, right? There's no apprehension. There's no, oh, is it okay? Can I come in? Just in, you're out. You're living together. There's no like, can I come in? Can I have a minute? That doesn't happen. Thank you. No, there's no thank you. Please, that doesn't happen. Hmm? Hmm. 
It's uh, you know, it's, it's it's like one, two souls will become one. They have two different bodies. That's all, hmm? and they trade off living in either either one hmm, practically. Hmm? Like the cowherds we've described before, in their picnic, they they they'll, they take the foods that have been brought for the picnic. They'll taste something if if, if it's they, they like that the most. They'll take it and put it on Krishna's tongue. Hmm? If they like it. Um, Second best, they'll put it on another coward bird's, coward's tongue. It's third best, then they'll take it on their tongue. And everybody has different tastes, so everybody <laughs> tastes everything, and everything is is the best. Um, but the point is here that, 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 that as I said, these these sarups, these forms of the cowherds, hmm, and all of the associates of Krishna are extensions of Krishna's own form, his own senses. Hmm. He, 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 he just like just like Rupa Goswami says. Oh my God, I've got a problem. This two syllables, Krishna, Tunde, Tundavali, he said they are so full of nectar that when they dance on my tongue and enter my ear, through my, enter my heart through my ears and dance therein in the courtyard of my heart, all of my senses, which are typically focused outwardly, turn inward. Hmm? Hmm. And then realizing all the nectar that's in these two syllables, I have to pray for more ears, thousands of ears and thousands of tongues to try to be able to take advantage of this. Sometimes I've compared this to the, the guru's problem Hmm? He, she is chanting Krishna Nam and tasting that, and he, uh, like Prabhupada, need to you know, share it with people. Try this. Hmm? He, he said he gave out the holy name and he was like making an experiment. Let's see what would happen. He needed, you know, to hmm? This is this is this is Ananya Bhakti. Hmm? So discussing with one another, you have to. Uh, what does Bhagavatam say? What is that Ayurvedic term? Satam prasanga. Mamavirya sambhido. Satam prasanga. An association of satam. Honest people. Sincere people. Right? Satam, satam, mamavira samvido, my topics about me, which are just virtuous, punya shravana kirtana, this is their nature. Satam prasanga, mamavira samvido, bhavanti hrit karna, rasayana, it's the Ayurveda, rasayana kata. Oh, this becomes a rejuvenating elixir, these names. And they and step by step I go through these different stages from Shraddha to Rati to Bhava from beginning initial faith to Bhav. In other words, it's saying when I get in by coming in touch with the Satam Prasanga, this is this association where this goes on. Then oh, it's uh, contagious, and I, I, I contact this this uh, 
I get this Rasayana and such is the, such is the result. So Gyan, Bhakti, by contrast to Gyan, Gyan is, we progress in Gyan by Bhairagya. Knowledge is the realization, let's say the understanding, followed by the realization that if I am in pursuit of enduring happiness, which I am, it will not come in relation to things that don't endure. Oh, it's pretty hard to get around. Okay, well, I'm looking for enduring happiness, but I'm looking for it in, in, in things that, that themselves don't endure. But I endure. I have that sense that I endure. Well, I should look within myself. And if I look within myself, I find that, uh, that, well, I'm subjective. I'm not objective. I'm consciousness. I'm not matter. I'm an experiencer, not the experienced. But still, I'm you know, a small experiencer, so I get to sometimes get overshadowed by, by, by my matter, which is impossible. Jiva Goswami said, that's impossible for the, for the Atma to be covered by matter. But it's done by Krishna, so it happens. <laughs> it's inconceivable. Hmm? That's another whole long discussion. Hmm? But um, because we are more than matter, we matter. Hmm? And we make matter matter. Hmm? <laughs> it wouldn't matter without us. Still, as a matter of fact, <laughs> We get covered over by matter, so we are we're consciousness, but we're small, hmm? and we need to be connected with our source, which is big, right? Hmm? So when we look within ourselves, we have to look deep within ourselves. We have to we have to, we, we look for our source, right? Brahma was looking for his source, hmm? so this is this is why I'm Bhagavan. So anyway, we do that. Hmm? Um, um, yeah. In Gyan, in, in, in we come to the conclusion, well, you know, okay, I can't pursue enduring happiness in relation to things that don't endure. So that means knowledge corresponds with what? Vairagya. Hmm? Detachment. I'm going to detach myself from the ignorance of being attached to things that don't endure in the pursuit of enduring happiness. Well, that's just like in a kind of a kind of an insanity we're all you know suffering from so in gyan there's a method there's an anga of gyan called vairagya that is cultivated it's a means right to an ends you get the theoretical knowledge and now you got to put it in practice so go stand in the jamuna at gung at jamunotri hmm? at midnight in mag month of mag I'm freezing cold up there, I can tell you. Oh, my God. And uh, because, well, Krishna himself says it in the Gita, right? Mm -hmm. What does he say? Tam Bharata. Agama Painu, just Tam Bharata. Sukha Dukha, happiness, sadness, hot, cold. These are all, this is all going on between your ears. That's where it's happening. It's not happening. Otherwise, hmm? tell you, pain is not in the body. It's all in the mind. Hmm? That's a fact. You can't get away from that. Experience occurs in the mind. Hmm? 
that's occurring in the mind. Of course, the mind, in order to, to be as wonderful as it is, has to be turned on by consciousness itself. Hmm? That's why I said the other day, God's already created a, a, you know, a material feeling thing. <laughs> they want to create, through artificial intelligence, a feeling, you know, whatever, being, right? a robot that feels. Right? Well, God's already done it. <laughs> Our subtle body, that's what it is. <laughs> uh, of course, it, it, just like those who try to do that, if they could be successful, which I doubt, um, in, in, in artificial intelligence, they're creating that. So someone has also, someone's also done that in a bigger way, right? Uh, that's God, right? So, so anyway, in Gyan, then Bhairagya is, 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 a, is a practice. It's, 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 it's part of the sadhana. But it's not an anga of bhakti. In, extraordinarily, it's just the opposite. In bhakti, we progress by attachment. But attachment to Krishna, right? And to Krishna's devotees. And to gatherings like this where we can come and talk about things that really are important to us. We think it's important to get to work pay the bills and so, and yeah, yeah but, but I'm telling you, you, you believe me, it's all going to end. The whole thing's going to end. <laughs> oh, so many things, it's castles in the sand. Hmm? Yeah, lonely castle. Yeah, Neil Young. Uh, Castles burning. It's only castles. That's why I always looked at the song. It has many meanings. Uh, pick as you like. But uh, yeah, so what's really important, right? And then when you come together like this, is what we think about. Because now you think about it from time to time, if not every day, if not, you know, throughout the day, off and on. But then you come here, everybody's thinking about it more than not because they're taking the time to come here. They've unplugged from everything that's important and, and so on and so forth. And they could die here of covid <laughs> oh my god that's right they're ready for it you know, let's go together we go <coughs> we're all friends so in bhakti we progress by sangha so satam prasanga when the devotees they get together and they're having festivals and talking about Krishna and so forth um that this is this, this produces like this uh, um, rejuvenating. It's an elixir of Krishna Kata, hmm? and when we come in touch with it, this is what the verse says. And we we, we get uh, touched by it, and it causes it causes faith to awaken, and then that faith is 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 grows. Hmm? Sadhu from Shraddha, Sadhu Sangha. Bhajana Kriya Anartana Vritti Prem, step by step. Shraddha Ruchir Bhakti Manukra Mishti. So, step by step. From Shraddha to Rati, all through. Hmm? Uh, this is uh, uh, a very positive uh, and friendly, uh, like I say, in Gyan, you can't have any friends. In yoga, you can't, it really understood. You can't have any friends. You got to be alone. You got to give up everything. In bhakti, you can have so many friends, right? In the here and in the hereafter as well, right? 
you can actually be attached to people who are also devotees. So how do we get there? Right. Yeah. Uh, so uh, in we're talking about uh, briefly, I believe in uh, pranay. Subhadev called it pranay. This kind of um, where there's no there's no boundaries, and, and, and the external, uh, or excuse me, the marginal characteristic of this pranay that's central to um, uh, sakirasa. It's a technical uh, term in Indian aesthetics. Pranay. It means like um, you know you can you can I use your toothpaste brush? You don't even ask, and I can't find mine. I just use hers. That's pranay, something like that. You don't see any difference between yourself and the one that you love. There's a, there's a merging. It's not, it's not. It's like if you walk on the street, and somebody touches you. Oh, you know, like that. Excuse me. <laughs> but your own friend pushes you over, kicks you accidentally, or whatever. You know, it's just like it's like you kick yourself with your own foot. You know, it's, you know, if you don't apologize, you don't. Always, I'm sorry. So this is this is language is not there. I'm sorry. Thank you. Shudamarsh used to say thank you. It, it kind of gets in the way. <laughs> right? It goes without. It's like that goes without saying. It's like don't turn into something formal here. You know, love is is not full of rules and politeness and so forth. It's a oneness. Right? Hmm? This is pranay. Hmm? So it has two sides, right? Like I said, it has its its marginal characteristic and its Sroop characteristic, uh, uh, principal characteristic. So the, the the marginal characteristic is this lack of hesitation. I was saying it earlier, like this kind of fearlessness in relation to Krishna, where otherwise reverence and respect would be due. It's not ha- it's not present, and so others will see it and go, "What is that?" The gods look down. What kind of what are they? That's God, and they're dealing with him like that. Hmm? We just came. After the Govardhan Leela, we, we crowned him as Govinda Upendra, hmm? the, 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 the chief of the gods. We gave him gifts and crown and flute and other things and vestments and so forth. And we bathed him and the Govinda Kund was created and we called him the god of gods. And then we flew off. And then his friends came and surrounded him and said, give me that crown. I'll take that flute. No. <laughs> like, and their gods are going, oh my God, what is this place? What's, you know, what's, what's going on here? What, what is So where, where respect and reverence and regard and hesitation and so forth would be appropriate, it's just not there, right? This is the, the marginal characteristic of Pranay, and it's described um, here, Sukadev's uh, uh, speaking about it in, in, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Now the sarup lakshan of prem is intimacy, so that, that you can't have one without the other. It's the intimacy that's affording this external characteristic. It's kind of like you know talking about it from two sides, right? We've kind of merged it in, in, in we're talking about it, but both are there. What's emphasized in Sakiras is the marginal characteristic of um, of pranay. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason for that is it, 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 it can't exist 
without the Sarupalakshan, the intimacy. But the reason is because pranay hmm, is something that is found in Sakirasa. There's no crossing of borders, uh, boundaries there, right? Hmm. There's, there's no boundaries between friends, as I said earlier. But in parental love, there are boundaries hmm, that can't be crossed. In servile love, also, teacher and student, for example, there are boundaries that aren't crossed, right? Hmm? So pranay is not an aspect, a feature, a, a, a development within the staibhav, the dominant emotion of vatsalya or dasya. Hmm? It's, but it's central to sakirasa. However, it also is, is prominent in madhurya rasa, where there is a sense of oneness but there's also you know a, di- a sense of difference like you never say you love me you know i mean that's of course in this world but but even krishna's wondering it's like if there were, if there were I, don't, I don't know four leaf clovers he's looking for she loves me she loves me no i don't know you know, and he needs reassurance from subal that's, that's all right i'll 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 calm her down she'll let you back in the grove so the that element is there. You're not going to find that in any, any measure in, 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 in Sankirasa. But there are many nuances to intimacy within romantic life that you won't find in fraternal love, in romantic love, I suppose. So, so that, for example, Ujbal Nilmani, which is about Rupa Goswami's book about Madhurya Rasa, he'll go into greater detail about the sarup lakshan of pranay and all the different types of it, varieties of it, nuances, and so on and so forth. Just a point of information for you. It's worth, worth knowing. When, and the point being here with regard to Sakuras, when it's the marginal characteristic of pranay that's being emphasized, it's not to say that the sarup lakshan is not present. It can't, you have to have the sarupalakshan for the marginal characteristic to manifest. It could be said, however, though, that because pranay manifests in the sakirasa sadaka hmm, before prem, the, the marginal characteristic of it starts to starts to show hmm, more prominently. The intimacy is less, but it's, it's something there. Fearlessness is there, hmm, and so forth. Hmm. So. Sukadeva is marveling at this, and, and I've cited here in my verse, uh, we said, and seeing this in his mind's eye, sage Sukha in Sadaka Deha on the Ganga exclaimed to the Raj, O oh, Raj, do you hear what I'm saying? Just see their pranai. Krishna Seve, Krishna Korai, Apana Sevana. So this is the Bengali verse of Krishna's Kaviraj, where he is defining pranai and the nature of Sakiras. And he's saying, sometimes Krishna, they serve Krishna, sometimes Krishna serves them. Hmm? So Krishna has gotten up in the midst of the Sakas dancing and singing and entertaining him. And him and Balaram are sitting back like talent, you know, judging, you know, that's what they do. 
you know, okay, I think he's, that's pretty good what he's done there. You know, that's got a point there. And then they, in their enthusiasm, they get up and they join, they dance for the sakas, and the sakas will value, grade their dancing and, and report and so forth. So, such is the nature of this uh, fraternal rapport. Hmm? So, uh, these are we had a couple of, uh, as I say, original verses. And then we turn now to, um, um, the Bhagavatam itself. I know this is getting a little long here, but um, what time is it? Yeah, it's a little long. This could go for well, that much longer. So maybe we save this to tomorrow. We, what we're going to enter into is uh, um, uh, three or four verses from the Bhagavatam um, that continue the story here, if you will. And um, we turn to further descriptions of the play of Krishna. And uh, given the time of year, given the, the age of Krishna and so forth, we'll, we'll, we'll turn uh, within the context of that, just to give you a preview, also to the Don Kaili Leelas, which are going to, the fact that they are occurring at this time is embedded in the Bhagavatam, or that they exist at all. Is embedded in the Bhagavatam in, in these verses. Don Kaili is uh, famous Leela narratives um, that predate the Goswamis, and two of which are found within Gaudiya Sampradaya by Rupa Goswami, by Raghunandas Goswami. Um, so we see that some of the the, the, the uh, uh, interaction of Krishna with the gopis, along with his friends, in that and other play, and so on and so forth. And all this will, what it does is leads into. The slaying of Pramasur. Hmm? So, a few words tonight. Any questions? Yes. Regarding the um, bewilderment of uh, Balram. Regarding what? The bewilderment, the Vimohan of, Bal of Balram. Yes. Uh, so, I'm wondering about that. Uh, how could it take? A year for him to, to discover that, like, especially now when we hear like how Krishna Balaram interacted with the cowherd boys, he was like an uh, like a yuga, like a pair, relating with the like all the devotees. So how it took such a long time for Balaram to, to realize? And he's omniscient, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how how is it possible? Well, he said he answers that in the Bhagavatam. He says. This is Krishna's power. Therefore, the chapters are called Brahma Mohan, but we could call it the Ram Mohan, Vimohan, Ram Vimohan, <laughs> Ram Vimohan, because it's, because it's magnified by his statement at the end and the fact that you're speaking about. Well, how didn't he know? He says it's Krishna's power. Krishna's done. And how could that? happened to me that I wouldn't know that. I mean, and these are my friends too. How did that happen? And for a whole year, it is very staggering. And such is the power of Krishna. That's the answer. <laughs> He's extraordinary. <laughs> yeah, even from, you know, from Balaram's uh, standpoint. Does Therefore, he's serving him constantly. Does Krishna have a Vimohana? Is Krishna ever bewildered? Yeah. Or how many <laughs> yeah. Krishna is God bewildered. 
but in the, then the context of the Leela is he bewildered as well, right? Just the very Krishna himself is God, bewildered by bhakti, if you will, conquered by bhakti, uh, defeated, overwhelmed by bhakti. That's Krishna. <clears throat> uh, in, in, in Brahman, uh, as I sometimes say, Br Brahman is, uh, is God, mm -hmm. all-pervasive, uh, omniscient, mm -hmm. all-knowing, all-present, ever-present, all-powerful, and so forth. But there, in that uh, uh, expression of, of the God, <coughs> there's no, uh, his internal Shakti is not um, functioning. When we come to Baikuntha, well, we, we see that the internal Shakti of Krishna is functioning. Now there's differentiation. Now there's variety. There's beautiful forms hmm, that are unlimited, even as they have the appearance of being delimited, like the Dom, delimited in a certain geographical space it appears to be, even though it's, 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 it's beyond time and space and so forth, right? So this is the, the power of the Sarup Shakti, and that Sarup Shakti is more manifest, hmm? for example, in Braj, just to give a simple example, we say, well, in Baikunta, there's one Lakshmi, and in Braj, there's Lakshmi Sahasra, thousands of Lakshmis, right? Hmm? And of course, the, the power of the Sarup Shakti is more manifest there, so Krishna is therefore more active. Brahman has become active, started to move, right, in Baikunta. Hmm? But, you know, Narayan retires, he has his sleep, and but Krishna's like can't go to sleep. He's up all you know, all night, but even throughout the day and night, practically by the power of the Sarup Shakti. So God is more animated. The more the Sarup Shakti is manifest and present, it's giving the I mean, the form of Krishna is is his Sarup Shakti. His body, his associates, extensions of his body as well. So. Um, what was your question again? No, he had a second question. Is there a certain instances, like just like we have Balaram, Vimohan, yeah. like when we could pinpoint the, the Vimohans yeah. of Krishna? Like, for example, yeah. Yeah. looking in the pillar, I was thinking, and uh, perhaps yeah. Subala. So I'm talking about in a broader sense that Krishna is God bewildered. And you're asking, well, is that God bewildered? Does he ever get bewildered <laughs> in the context of the Leela, like, like Balaram? Sure, yeah, yeah. He's, 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 that's, uh, that's also, of course, the power of, of Bhakti. Hmm. Yeah. His omniscience can come to the fore or can recede to, to the background. They're in, oh, when, when um, you know. Yeah. Yeah, or even when the cowards entered into um, Agasur, I mean, he thought, well, oh, oh, what's happening here? Yeah. Well, there, there's a lot, number of any, any number of instances there. It's a human like Leela, so. Yes. How it looks like to address Krishna as a friend on the Anishchita Bhajana Kriya level? How does it look? To address Krishna, Krishna as a friend, to approach him as a friend, on the Anishta level. Well, that's a fair question. I mean, it's the sakyam as a sadhana. You can say, and has been said, is for more advanced sadhakas. 
to think of Krishna as a friend in all respects. But I still uh, am saying, I've been saying to you that in a more extended sense, I think that um, um, people need a friend. People need friends, right? We need friends. And, and sometimes we invest ourselves in others as friends and they turn out to disappoint us. Maybe we disappoint others too, you know? But Krishna won't disappoint you. So I'm mean, speaking in a broad sense. This will be good for you if you have this ideal. Hmm? Like Prabhupada did, this will be good for you. Think of Krishna as a friend. That doesn't mean that, you know, you go in front of the deity and and uh, tell him, hey, could you get up a little later? It's too early in the morning. <laughs> What are you doing, you know? No, we, we conduct ourselves appropriately with the deity and so forth, but we think he's my friend. I can count on him. I can rely on him. Think of in, in those respects, in a broader way in which, which you need a friend, someone you can go to and you can, you can, tell, your, you can, you can tell your whole heart to. Hmm? And, uh, and he listens and hear, and, and, and he has good advice that he can, he can give back. Just like so many devotees last night, they prayed, to oh, hope Guru Maharaj is okay. He's going to have to fly on a plane. And, and so, and then, and, uh, Russell was at my bedside last night. Oh, well, we going to have, and in the morning, I'm well. See? <laughs> she approached her friend, and he, has, he can do those kind of things. So you have to think that he can do those things. It's true. That would be good for you to think like that. You may think everything that happens to me is happening in Krishna's arrangement. You may think, well, it's really karma. It's just you has not finished yet, you know. Well, yeah, yeah it's so. It's better for your sadhana to think like this, to to develop a, a sense of um, dependence on Krishna, and and uh, that uh, that and to rely upon him and so forth. But Pramod Purimar told me that he every night before going to bed he would see. Pray to Krishna say, I did this today, I did that today, and then I did that, and then I did this. I should have done that, and so forth. And I was telling you, something again like that, something like that. Does that help? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> My question is with regarding the morning readings these days. Um, you said that Radha is living half of the year in her father's house and yeah. half of the year in her husband's house. And I was wondering why is that? And also, how come that when she is in Jatila's house, she's still allowed to cook and bring food to Yashoda Mai's house? Mm-hmm. Sorry for the same question. Mm-hmm. Well, um, uh, so half the year, Radha will live with her um, mother in law. Mm-hmm and her husband, and half the year she lived with her own um, parents, Vrishabhanu Pur. After all, uh, Raj Vrishabhanu is like second, so to speak, to Nanda Maharaj in terms of prominence among the cowherds, a very prestigious family and so forth. So Jatila, her mother-in-law, makes room for that, right? Mm-hmm. Now, with regard to staying with her husband, she doesn't really stay with her husband. No. And the reason for that is that he sleeps in the cow shed. Now, the reason for that is that he says, well, I'm a protector of cows, so, you know, I should be there. But the inside story is he's actually a eunuch. See, 
he doesn't want anybody to know. <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> See, he's an embarrassing fellow. He's a very embarrassed. And it's so inappropriate as a, as a husband for, for Radharani. <laughs> of course, he's a particular, because he's Krishna manifesting himself in that way. So, so he can do that. <laughs> so she doesn't really stay with her husband at all. But um, your question is, well, why does she stay one time there, part-time there? Part and what's the other part of it? The second question was, even when she's staying in Shativa's house, how oh, come yeah. that Shativa lets her cook and bring food to right, yeah. Krishna and Yashoda's house? Yeah. Um, she uh, she uh, allows, it's rather odd, her daughter-in-law to cook for the son of another mother. Hmm? But that mother, of course, is the queen of Vrindavan, and her son is the prince, as, as ill-behaved as he is. Hmm? And, you know, he's from a rich family. He's very, you know, he's a, he's a little prince, and he's spoiled to death. And, well, we've got to deal with that. That's the kingdom we live in, right? Nanda's our king. That's his kid. Okay. So, you know, uh, but still, that's a little bit much, right? That my daughter has to come, daughter-in-law has to come home and cook for him every day. But um, there's a number of ways. This has been explained very charmingly, but um, the uh, kind of central to all of them is, is the... Uh, is the fact that uh, the sage Durvas, who appears in the Brajlila every now and then, hmm, um, um, he, uh, like for example in Gopal Tapani Upanishad, they offer Radha offered chin, she's called um, um, Gandharika there, Gandharika, offers the sweet rice to Durvasa on the other side of the Jamuna, along with her be associates or girlfriends, Sakis, and uh, they ask, you know, what does it mean that Krishna is a brahmachari? Because Krishna had told them they, they wanted to, you know, uh, uh, Krishna had told them he was a brahmachari, and they said, what are you talking about? We just were like out all night with you here, and and um, what did they, how did they say? They, they, he told them to talk to Durvas, I think, and Durvas was on the other side of the Jamuna. And he said, just say to the Jamuna, Krishna is a brahmachari, and it will, the, the waters will part, and you'll be able to cross over. So when they got to the other side, they said, you know, what's this about, sage? Krishna is a brahmachari. What, what's going on with this? So he explains some of the, some of the philosophy there. And, um, and he likes the sweet rice, and, he, and I think he, he blesses the cooking of Radha. I think that must be where this comes from, hmm? this story, well, the details of him blessing Radha, I don't think I found in the Upanishad itself. Um, and so whatever she cooks, that will taste like nectar. And it would be the, you know, the best, best possible thing that, that you could, you could uh, give your child to eat. So you know, your soda is like really loves Krishna. And the power of her love is enough to intimidate Jatila into allowing her daughter, who happens to be the one girl in the village that has this particular benediction, 
Uh, you have to allow your daughter to come to my house. I'll take care of her and everything. Don't worry about that. And cook for this prince. You know, he he is the heir to the throne. Hmm? We've been waiting for a long, long time before we could finally say, Nanda has a son. Nanda has a son. Tell the world. Hmm? They were very old, Nanda and Yashoda, and had not had a son. Hmm? And the reason was because every time they got together to conceive, Nanda thought, oh, I will conceive a son, and he will be more beautiful than God, hmm? more beautiful than Narayan. And he thought, I am crazy. Huh. <laughs> and Yashoda would think the same thing. Hmm? And then they'd lose interest and then they got together and shared notes and they said, hey, we're both thinking the same thing. What are we going to do? And so they, they, they got some advice from a sadhu. They performed a vrat for one year. And after the year, Narayan appeared and said, go ahead. And your son will be more beautiful than me, something like that. So they had the son, but they were old at the time. And so while the brudge was fully, everyone was completely happy and fulfilled, there was this one, one problem. The king doesn't have a son. The king doesn't have a son. So with the birth of Krishna, then everything is perfect in Braj. And, and Yashoda's love for him has no, 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 no bounds. I mean, no one, her, her Batsalya Prem exceeds everyone's in Braj put together. And so the force of her Prem is, in, is, 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 um, uh, fostered onto uh, uh, Jatila, and she says, look, your daughter, she got this special benediction, so she should be able to come and cook for my son every day. And, and, and you know, did you, have you heard? Have you heard? He has, have you heard? He has friends, Krishna. She's talking to now, to, to Jatila. And according to the friends anyway, hmm, there are demons out there in the forest. They come from Kamsa. Hmm? And my son defeats them. Now, I don't really believe that stuff, but I'm using that now to something to her, right? To, to, to she's thinking, hmm? and and therefore he needs very special food, right? Blessed food, and now your your daughter has the power to cook that. Hmm? What did Mangamala Mangal say? We need a third birth, and that comes from tasting Radha's cooking. Hmm? And anybody who says no, thank you, I don't want any more, is a big offender. Hmm? So something like that. Right? There's some other stories, but that's the central point. Okay, so I think we stopped there. Gold Premanande, or Bhaktavrinda Kija, Vanchakopa to Rubius Chakri Pasandubi, Patitanam Pabani Bhuvashnabi, Vanchakopi Vashnabinda Kija.